Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! He's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Happy Friday to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, I'm TJ Walker. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday. We made it through the week. It Weekend's here. We did it. March, more importantly, is here. The best and greatest month of the entire year started just over seven hours ago. It's going to be a month filled with excitement, fun. Hasn't been too kind of a month to the Kentucky Wildcats as of late, but Nick Roush, I think that all changes this month. I think we're talking Kentucky basketball still playing at the end of this month. How are you doing? How is Indianapolis, Indiana? I hear it's nice this time of year. It's always nice this time of year, TJ. Always beautiful. Um, yeah, I, the way the calendar is, too, are we getting too excited for March? Do we need to be more excited for April? Many people are asking that question because fans will not be satisfied if this team is not playing in April. Fair? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a way where you could be like, you know, if you lost in the Elite Eight on a half-court shot, I don't know if you would necessarily say the That's season. That's April, though. The Elite Eight's in April, too? Second, the second weekend of the tournament's in April. So, like, you, I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't think so. It is. Because I, I, I've planned my spring break around it. Like April, Isn't the Final Four the sixth and the eighth? April 1st. So, I guess it depends if the Elite Eight. Ooh, that's where we're going to yeah. So, so Elite you're, Eight, you're, I think, is April 1st and 2nd. Is that well, right? April 1st is a Monday. Oh, so I was wrong. You you are. It's early to take an L, but you are. You are. It's close, though. It's pretty much as close as it gets. I mean, the the, the last Elite Eight game will be March 31st. And you know what? That's what it was, is I counted my knuckles, and I thought there were only 29 days <laughs> on the leap day. Right, Scoots? There's a leap day every seven years? Seven years. You got it. <laughs> uh, I love it. You make, a, you make a, a small mistake and just deflect, deflect, deflect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's a veteran radio move. Somebody that's been in the biz for a long time. Uh, but yeah, no, we're good. We're uh, I'm in the Sagamore ballroom. I was like it now. We're the third and fourth people here. They're starting to fill in. Um, yeah, it's a very large ballroom. Very large ballroom. 
where uh, today the quarterbacks and running backs and receivers are talking, and uh, they'll get a chance to compete tomorrow. Uh, not a whole lot of quarterbacks throwing this year. Last year, it was kind of nice. Like C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, they all threw. So it won't be a, a star sort of, of an event this Saturday, but we've already got some people testing. I, um, man, just – I got some respect for those guys like Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah, they, five and a half hours yesterday. And they're going to be doing that all weekend, just like five and a half hours of watching guys work out and having to talk about it. It's pretty crazy. Well, Mike Rutherford's been talking U of all basketball for months and you don't, you know, that's, that's a tough job too, you know, yeah, it is, that is a tough job. Um, I, I that, that would, that, in all seriousness, that would be like having to come up with takes over somebody doing a bench press and being like, well, you know, his strength should translate over to the NFL. It's basically like their draft day coverage, but instead of strictly showing their highlight tapes and then maybe walking to the podium, it's them just doing a workout instead. Yeah, and there's um, it's got a very golf-like atmosphere. You know, you're not supposed to talk or cheer in there, so – Everybody's in kind of hushed tones. It's just it's just different. Um, but, yeah, mad respect to those guys. Um, excited just to see the buzz today because when the quarterbacks talk, there's always like uh, just a, a swarm, a swarm of folks that um, that follow. So uh, interesting to see how, how it all goes today. But um, happy to be here and uh, ready to rock and roll, talk some ball. You're, you've got your ballroom voice. It's just it, you're, you're being professional. You're being quiet. You obviously don't want to be too loud because you're sharing the space with other people. Scoots, I think our goal, or maybe the Thornton's text line goal, let's see if we can get Roush riled up, get him yelling, shouting, hooting, and hollering at some point today. I, I mean, I, that's, I dare you. That, that's the true Roush. So, yeah, we, we definitely need that. Get, have him make a fool of himself in the ballroom, you know? Yeah, why not? Why not? I made a fool because they've got bagels, no, no cream cheese. Look at that. that what is a dry? That is a dry bagel. They made a that's, fool of themselves. At least it's an every seed bagel. That's every the way seed. a bagel should be consumed. Good on the the ballroom, the Nagasaki ballroom. You did you eat your bagels naked? Do you eat your toast naked too? Toast can have a little butter on it. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to jam up some toast. I don't see an issue with it. Feel, well, you're, you're free to jam. Uh, I, I'll jam occasionally, but no, you don't need to put. You don't need to. You don't need to church it up more than that. It's a piece of bread. Yeah, you're not going to put like anything on your bagel. Not not even the little bit of butter. Lube it up a little. I said I, a little bit of butter's okay. So you're you're cream cheese. You're just completely out on. No, why would you put cream? Like, gosh, just why don't you just. Dip your finger in cream cheese and eat that instead. It's a piece of bread for Pete's sake, all right? We don't need to go churching up bread so much. <laughs> what next? You all are going to put your baked beans on bread? For what it's yeah, worth, I could dip my food. finger in a thing of cream cheese and eat it like that. You ever done uh, honey on a biscuit? That's good. Mm. Honey's okay. I will allow honey. Honey's fine. Yeah, uh, that's okay. I think I saw some honey over there. For the for tea, maybe I can put some honey on the, the, the bagel. It's good for your allergies. Scoots, how are you? How was your Thursday evening? What's up in Scooter Dingus world? Uh, Thursday evening was really good. I was done. I think I left the station yesterday at 2, so I had all the time. I, I went home and I started season 2 of The Bear, 
is what I did yesterday. So I, I think I watched maybe an episode or two, and then I flipped it on to golf. I was really upset because I was looking for the match earlier this week. I thought I forgot that that was on. I guess it was Tuesday uh, with Rory and Max Homa and the, and the ladies. So I, I couldn't find that. Was really frustrated by that because I wanted to watch that yesterday. But instead, I just watched the Bear. Uh, we watched Survivor last night. It was so it was it was a good night. Survivor was pretty pretty good. I, I was in big in favor of the guy who got voted out. So that that was always fun. And then yeah, I went to bed pretty early. I think I was in bed by eight forty five, nine o'clock at the absolute latest. I was probably asleep. So well rested today. It's Friday, sectional semifinals over here in Indiana. So yeah, I'm I'm living large. It's gonna be a good weekend. No, you got a nap in and a nine o'clock bedtime? No, I did not end up taking a nap yesterday. So mm. there was that. You sound well rested. I am well rested. Yeah, I'm fe- I'm feeling good this morning. It was a solid Survivor season premiere. Little little long. A little uh, long. But um, yeah, that that guy was the worst. Who who thought that that guy would be good to have on television? They put him on as a character. I'm glad it it won't be entertained. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, speaking of entertained, hey, congrats, TJ. We're champs. Thanks. You did it. Thanks. I did it. Saint X beats Mail. They're your district district champs. And Corey Price texted Price. me and said, first time since at least 1997 that Saint X has beaten Mail three times in one season." Oh wow, that's impressive. Um, could could cold- be could be four times if uh, the region, the seventh region, shakes out a certain way. But wow. yeah, congrats to Saint X. They won, and now it's. Now it's do or die. The next one could be your last one. So was it close? Serious from here on out. It, it was a buffer zone game. It seemed like Saint X was kind of up anywhere from like eight to twelve most of the game, and then I think Mail got it to six and made it a little interesting, but never the the outcome of the game not so much in doubt. Yeah, and DeSales they uh, won the twenty eighth district. Beat Butler. It was a close game 28th. at halftime, and then Butler twenty fourth. That's twenty sixth, maybe right, something yeah. like that. I did twenty eighth on Wednesday, so it wasn't twenty. Okay, maybe that's where I got it in my head. <laughs> but uh, beat Butler. Butler scored six points in the third quarter, so they end up kind of blowing them out of the gym. Which uh, always fun to add that district title. It's just like a nice, like okay, this is we got something here, but let's build on that. So I guess when do they do the region draw? Saturday, I think. Okay. So. Do you do you like that they do the region draw after districts, or would you like it to be known before districts? And the reason they do it after is so people yeah. can't throw districts. So you can't be Basically. like, okay, the way this shakes out, it may actually be better if we lose this district game and then we're on this side of the bracket. But when they do it after some conspiracy theorists may think, oh, well, now they know how it all shakes out. Here's this random draw. Be nice kind of to know going in, maybe. The um, my, my question, the uh, did you did you see what happened at Faradale? They have they have a coach who right before their district championship has been suspended and reassigned him and his wife who worked at Faradale and she previously was at Moore. So I don't know. We've got some controversy going into district and region championships. 
just a lot a lot happening i guess i understand doing the draw afterwards but could see it either way and why why were they reassigned is we we need to have we need to hear more to that story investigation an investigation of what i don't know Mm. it's it's wild um but yeah I, i think that it's right to just wait and draw them afterwards um but i i just it's one of those where you you see all of the stuff and you're like "Ooh, i need to do more i need to do some digging um but apparently this guy had been hired to be the bullet east coach and was fired before ever coaching a game because of some um some off the field off the court st- shenanigans so maybe more shenanigans out at fairdale never know never know out there wasn't expecting to talk about Fairdale shenanigans so early on my Friday morning, but but here we are. We do have a lot more to get to on today's show. Roush is at the Combine. We'll hear what the happenings were there yesterday. And like he said, you've got quarterbacks, wide receivers, running back. Love the Ray Davis story that was making the rounds, I think, from The Athletic yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was awesome to read it's one of those things i think some people knew bits and pieces of that maybe parts of it some of it i don't doubt there was people out there that maybe that knew all of it but you feel like if you have that story written before the season that story before the season roush he he would be even more of a fan favorite at kentucky than than he already was he watching him play let alone his story or anything off the field with him just what he did on the field you couldn't help but think Man, wish we had that guy for more than a season. UK's been so spoiled at the running back position. The fact that the time that they have to rely on a transfer, uh, a, grad, a grad transfer at that, he ends up being in the conversation for maybe as good, potentially better than the other running backs in the Mark Stoops era. And I don't know if I'd put Ray Davis number one, but the fact you're having that conversation, that's how big of an impact he made in just one year. And folks felt like throughout the season, it was a little underwhelming. Obviously, it finished strong with the win against U of L, and you wish you could have capped it off against a win against Clemson. But imagine the year without Ray Davis. It could have been totally, totally dreadful without him. So thank goodness for him. That was um, I'll be rooting for him the rest of his professional career and moving forward. And even if he goes to the Bears or the Vikings, Roush, I'll I'll wish him the best. Oh, no. I, I, he, you, you'll see him in the NFL. He he's going to be on a roster. He's going to be around for a little while. He, he's just too hard of a worker, and he's too talented too. And and seeing him add the pass catching ability, you got to have that in the NFL. That can keep him on the field. So best of luck to him. That was cool. And what is he participating in today, Roush? He, he will not be doing the workouts until tomorrow. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, he, he, it's just interviews so far for him today. Um, but you're exactly right with the pass catching. And that's where, you know, as much as we love Benny, you kind of knew that it wasn't going to – that that skill set of just running through tackles, it's, it's not the 90s, right? Like that, that, isn't, that isn't how runners kind of get paid now. Um, and even Chris Rodriguez, like I'm a little – I think he might be one of the commander's top options next year, but at the same time you wonder just what his lifespan in the NFL is, whereas you're right about Ray Davis. And that's where some of this testing is going to come in handy. He's been a very explosive, agile guy. We thought he was just going to be an in-between-the-tackles guy. So can he go out there and put up the numbers that back up what he's put on tape? And if so, like you're, you're right, he's – 
I don't want to say like Jamal Williams, but you know how Jamal Williams, he went from leading the NFL in touchdowns to being a fullback this year. Where it's just like kind of we'll do whatever you ask him to do, um, whether it's running the ball, catching passes, blocking. Like I thought he was great as in pass pro too, um, just laying his body out on the line. So I, I think he's going to have a, a solid career in the NFL as well. I'm, Trevin Wallace yesterday, he did all the workouts on the field and he wasn't the fastest linebacker in the 40 yard dash. He was tied for fourth. Um, four, five, one was his time. And um, there's a guy, he, it's called relative athletic score. And essentially they put all your combine numbers and average it to your position. And it's based out of 10 and he had a 9.67, which is almost as good as it gets. So he wasn't, I think Jamin Davis was like 9.98. Like he, he was like, through the roof on all of those. Um, Trevin wasn't that great, but still uh, pr- pretty solid and enough to be uh, to hear his name called on potentially on day two of the draft. So uh, a solid start for the Wildcats up here in Indy. You'll have a solid start to your day if you got, stop in at a Thornton's. It's a Friday. I'm not sure exactly which what what fish options Thornton's has. But I wouldn't be surprised, is what I'm saying. And they probably do have some cheese pizza. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see some cheese pizza out of Thornton's for the Catholics out there participating in Lent. But if you're not, go to town on just a nice, big, juicy, meaty breakfast sandwich at Thornton's. They're good. Trust me, everything at Thornton's is good, especially their gasoline. Download that Refreshing Rewards app on your phone, and all you have to do is when you're at the pump, punch in your number. They won't make you jump through any other hoops. Why not save money? Why not enjoy the best convenience store gas station in all of Louisville, Southern Indiana, Kentucky, you name it. They're everywhere. We love Thornton's. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. One Thornton's texter says, do you consider Fazoli's fast food? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And in, in every in every way, shape, and form. I, I mean, don't they have a drive through, right? They have a, most yeah. I, I would think it'd be surprising to find a Fazoli's that didn't have a drive through. I'm sure they probably do exist, but yeah, it's it's I, fast food as it gets, and it, and it's pretty solid fast food if we're gonna be if we're gonna be totally honest with everybody. It's usually the qualifier, right? If you've got a drive through window. Your fast well, food? A lot of times, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, is Salsarita's fast food? So, I don't know. I think it's if you want to make it, like it's, I consider fast food places where their intent is you is for you to not hang out. And like, obviously you can go inside of Fazoli's and they have usually unlimited breadsticks. So like, they are inviting you to hang out, but people usually i think maybe back like 10 20 years ago this was a little different but people usually aren't like hey let's go get dinner should we go pop in a fazoli's that's so to me because people aren't doing that that usually makes it fall in the fast food category salsaritas i do think people are like hey let's take the kids let's go up to salsaritas granted Granted, people are also like, hey, let's just grab Salsaritas because it's fast and let's move. So they're in the gray area as gray area as it gets. But people do make trips to like, hey, let's go have lunch at Salsaritas. I don't know if they do that at other fast food places as much. When uh, we were kids, the Roush is big. I think it was Tuesday night, kids eat free at Fazoli's. Huge hit. Just getting the, having the breadstick lady come by. We were big fans. 
I went on a high school date to Fazoli's one time. It was romantic. It, it wasn't like, you know, it was just kind of like, hey, we want to hang out. We're kids. Let's just go to Fazoli's. It's, that was a. I also went to a Valentine's Day date to Red Lobster one time because that was considered really like oh, you know that's, I, yeah that's real it was, nice it was yeah. fancy yeah it's fancy yeah you uh, you don't have to convince me um, there there was a Fizzoli, there's a Fazoli's by the movie theater in Preston so that was a nice like oh we're not eating like this is nice food you know we're not just getting like cheeseburgers we're eating Italian it's an Italian dinner before we go to the movies. It get get nice and full. Don't have to spend the money on the movie theater food. Maybe sneak a couple breadsticks down your socks. That's where you're sneaking the breadsticks. Scoots, you're being quiet today. What's up, buddy? I just don't have anything to say on Fazoli's. You don't? Well, nope. don't you I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Fazoli's guy. Not a big Fazoli's guy at all. Scoots, why don't you tell Roman to be better at his picks? Did he miss a bunch yesterday? Oh, my gosh. Half of them. Did he? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Shame, shame. That's I know no his good. name. And he even he even gave like ones that were didn't have great odds. He was he was giving no. out his picks to build a parlay, basically. They all like, that's what he that's what he normally does. Yeah. He, he nor I I've got I've got a feeling Roman may be using he may be juicing, if you know what I mean. And I'm not <laughs> talking about the juice on the odds. I think he may be using an AI algorithm to come up with these bets. <laughs> Because there's some AI bots that do betting, I think most famously AI sports bet Dan or whatever, and they will just punch out like some of the weirdest odds and they'll always be like right around plus 400, give or take a little bit. And his, I've noticed at least the last three days, always punch out somewhere around plus 400. Ooh. This one was plus 530. Um, oh, for me, it was for me. I think it was like plus three eighty six. Well, granted, uh, maybe on the app I was using, my numbers were a little bit different. But the Brandon Miller one hit in like the first quarter, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, here we go. Same. Uh, Steph same. Curry had eleven rebounds instead of any assist, so it was like, ah. Did he end the game with one? Yeah, just Jeez. one. <laughs> Pathetic. I could get easily more than one assist in an NBA game. I will uh, say, um, I don't know if you all were watching any NBA last night, um, but we turned it on. It was the end of the Golden State game and the start of the Nuggets uh, Heat game. And Charles Barkley said that they, they revealed that he's trying out uh, Instagram. And that show just had a field day with it. I mean, it was... 10 minutes of me just me and Lockett just sitting there cackling at them just oh Charles it's been 10 and a half years of working here and I ain't doing social media social media is for idiots blah 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 and what do you do go get social media they were he was asking how to DM slide and oh it was it was great if you can find any clips of it just do yourself a favor it's high quality stuff appointment television Shaq told him that every time he posts, he needs to put hashtag OnlyFans in there. Because <laughs> it's for only your fans. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Scoots, we'll be on the big screens here soon, won't we? Uh, yeah, that's that's the word. We've got YouTube cameras apparently in your all studio over there to my right. So I haven't I haven't went over there and checked them out yet. But yeah, apparently they're over there. You. I don't know. I, I don't believe you, Scott. Yeah, it's, it's no longer a bit. It's soon going to be reality. 
Rutherford has said as much that starting TBD, you're going to be able to watch KRC on a screen. Where that screen will be streaming, YouTube, OnlyFans, we don't know just yet. But we think you're going to be able to watch us in the mornings. Uh, Boy, will you all be disappointed. (laughs) You know what, though? I think people would be excited to see your hair. That's what I was thinking as well, yeah. As I noticed, you've done your hair up this morning. You took a shower. I I have not done my hair up this morning. This is just wake-up hair. This is normal. It's as nice as your hair ever. Roush, he got a a haircut, so it's not as crazy right now. I like TJ, who looks like... um, when you have a like rooster, Doc. you look like Doc from Back to the Future, and it's just like, ah, yeah, a rooster. There you go. People, my mom can attest, people have been making fun of my bedhead for my entire life. And maybe that's what's driving my hair to recede is people bullying it so much. <laughs> and I don't, quite frankly, appreciate it from either one of you two jokers. Okay. It, my hair looks great, it always normally looks all right. But especially this morning. You see that? Hey, I complimented your hair on Tuesday. No, it was a backhanded compliment. But it was a compliment and, nonetheless. And Scoots, you, you may find yourselves in my crosshairs a little bit later on today's show. <laughs> so I, I would I would walk uh, I would walk gently. You have the hairs that crisscross? Can't wait. <laughs> I haven't had that in years. Can't Dylan wait. Ba- Dylan Ballard texts into the show. We love Dylan Ballard. He says I consider TJ a great friend, but he has the wildest food takes and then just acts like the rest of civilization has the wild takes. <laughs> Roush and Scoots, what do you think is TJ's wildest food take? And that's another thing. People have been commenting on my food takes for a long time. And usually, folks, sauce is gross. I'm not like a creamy white sauce is not fun to eat. You don't, and you don't need to church up a piece of bread to eat it either. Uh, all you need in life is, is basically the Ron Swanson. You just need good old-fashioned meat. You don't need to church things up. You don't sure. need to make things too fancy. You all are the ones that get too cute, not me. See, it, Scoots, I, I understand. Like, I get some people, they're particular about their condiments. I get it. Like, my kid, he only likes honey mustard and maybe ketchup. So, TJ, he only likes ketchup. Him and Duke, one and the same. Um, the fast food burgers thing... It's also probably good for his health. That's one of his takes. Um, but yeah, I I, I'm, I'm very conscious of what I put in my body. Yeah, that's that, why that I don't eat the fast food burger. Right. Not just because out of stubbornness at all. It, it's, a, it's a gimmick at this point. You all you yeah. all get it. No, I get, get it. But there is – the one that I think is the wildest, Scoots, I would only know one other person like this in the entire world. And his reasoning is different. His reasoning is if if I'm going to eat something healthy, I'm not going to put anything bad on it. I'm just going to suck it up and eat it. I'm going to not like it no matter what. But TJ not putting dressing on his salad is just – I, I, I can't – my brain just doesn't comprehend it. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. For me, it's, it's definitely the whole condiments thing. And I, I don't know – who hurt TJ back in the day to have him not like white condiments, but they're all freaking amazing. Mayonnaise, ranch, cream cheese. Like I could just go on and on and on about how amazing the white condiments are. And for some reason, he just doesn't like any of them, which for me, if I, if I really break it down to most surprising, it's gotta be ranch for me. Like ranch is life. I, I could 
literally go to any restaurant and just drink a cup of ranch, and here TJ is, hates it. Oh. Okay. I'll go out to like lunch or dinner or watch a game with my friends, and I've got friends who will like pick up a wing and they'll just dip their whole knuckle and fist oh, into yeah. the ranch. That's me. And then they'll like take their whole fist. It's actually impressive. It's kind of like how a snake eats, but they'll take their whole fist and just put it in their mouth, and then they'll come out with just like a completely empty, clean hand. It's like a magic trick more than anything else. Really impressive, but disgusting at the same time. That's like you scoots. I see you nodding your head. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize we had eaten wings together before because that's exactly <laughs> what I do. Yeah. No, you always turn me down when I want to have lunch. So, <laughs> but you're on a health kick, so I I respect it. Yep, no processed foods for scoots. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we're gonna take our first break. Oh, what do you got, I, Roush? Just I remembered I've got to send Scoot something that I saw last night that I want to get him for his birthday. So, uh, oh boy, that's a nice little tease on the other side. Oh boy, for a non after game day morning. The grab-and-go texters are, are loud and proud this morning. So we've got a lot more to get to there. We'll continue with it. Roush has a nice radio tease as well. So don't go anywhere. It's a Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Number one, Curtis Blow. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way to dribble up and down the court. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday. The Cats take on Arkansas tomorrow, home Saturday game. Should be a good crowd, and I think everybody anticipating an easy win. Anything besides that is going to to create some conversation, and we'll get to more about the game as the show goes on. Get your text into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, what did you have for scoots? Well, um, Mr. Lark and I, we went to one of our favorite local establishments last night, um, founded in Bloomington, uh, Kilroy's. They have uh, stuffed breadsticks. Pepperoni and cheese is very good. Um, but as an establishment that was started in Bloomington, they're big uh, IU supporters. And as we were leaving, we saw this big poster, and I feel like it would look great in Scoots's studio. And it says, Indiana, the big red state. And it's got all of their national basketball champions. I just sent it to you. It's really cool. Scoots, it's it's weird though. It says that their last national championship was in 1987. Surely that's not correct, right? Yes, Roush. I wasn't born last time Indiana won a championship. Thanks for reminding me. Is that is that what this whole bit's about? So you could just poop on me for being an Indiana fan because they're, to be quite frank, with, to be quite frank with you, Roush, I've been pooped on for 22 years. I don't need it from you. But they're blue blood. Powerhouse. No, they're not. Right? Anybody who's anybody who's still saying Indiana's a blue blood has not come into this century. But they really haven't won since 1987. Nope. No, nope, sure haven't. But but Watford hit that shot. Uh, he did hit that shot. People forget that. Actually, That's basically like a national champion 
ship, but certainly that team would go on to win it all, I'm sure. That poster is sweet, though. I like that. That actually is a really cool poster. <laughs> I would like something like that, but Kentucky. My Somebody, quick, make it, hurry. Is there um, – has Indiana been to an Elite Eight since 2000? Uh, yes, 2002, we went to the championship. Suck it. Okay, but that's what that's what I'm – so <laughs> since the Tom Cloverdale year – I think it's just we a couple Sweet Sixteens, right? I, I think one Sweet Sixteen. No, the the Yogi Ferrell, and then yeah. when Kentucky cool. beat Indiana in twelve. Oh, that, yeah, I guess that was so. So two, yeah, two and and thirteen. Yeah, twelve, thirteen, sixteen. Why can't now we're having this conversation? Why can't Indiana just like be average? Like, why can't their coaches just like I don't? Oh, know. they're they're plenty average. <laughs> yeah, but like. <laughs> But they go from like having like a team that you think is pretty good, and then just like it's just catastrophe. We're, like the bottom falls out instantly. We're cursed, Roush. That's that's the only explanation I can come up with at this point. We're just cursed. I, I would, Roush. The way I put it is like, how can they not just even get like lucky? Like, how can they just not even like with a mediocre like ten seed just not maybe like stumble into an elite eight? And they have have not done that. To describe the poster, it's a big Indiana. It says Indiana in big Indiana font, and it says the big red state. And then it's an outline of their state, but it's a road map, and all the roads in the state are in red. And then it just uh, it looks like a very like seventies poster. And then it has all their national championships, and it says support the Hoosiers, go Big Red. So sometimes on radio, you, we need to describe the things. I just uh, I just noticed all the dates of the national championships, and I thought I, I could have sworn that Indiana would have won thought, something more recently. You thought this is probably from like eighty seven. They probably printed this mm-hmm. after their last one, and they just haven't added to it. And maybe right. somebody with a sharpie could go. You should just go back tonight and go with a sharpie and just say the watch shot twenty twelve. It's 2011. It's true. It's true. It was 2011. You got me there, Scoots. Texter on the Thornton's text line. It's our guy, John. John here. Happy TJ Friday morning, everyone. It's game day for the Batcats. Yeah, it sure is. They moved that game up to 1 Mm o'clock. Not not the best. The weather is all kind of, what, pushed back, shifted back, I think. We were supposed to have a really nice Saturday. Now Saturday looks okay, a little chilly. But Sunday's where it's at. So the nice weather we are going to have Saturday, now going to be on Sunday. Sunday looks like a, an amazing day, but not good today at all. So the Batcats are going to be fighting some cold weather, some rain, and they they push things up from four to one, I think, just to have more time maybe to get it in. John says, plus the Basketball Cats have a game this weekend. I believe both programs will be victorious. I'm not hesitating to put cash on them. Hey, do you guys think Shepard will break the single-season steals record? I think he needs 11 to tie and 12 to pass the record. He has three games left. I think he'll get it done. We'll got to go have a great weekend, my friends. Talk to you later. So that would the single-season steal record not go into the postseason? You get those games, right? Yeah. If you get them, you get them. He only needs 12 or 11. Is that so? Um, I'm looking it up right now because a lot of those have just said what's on pace. Um, Steals, single season. Rondo had 87. So, yeah, Reed only needs uh, 11 more to tie it. So So this is the Kentucky record, not overall. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Single season UK record. Yeah, Rondo had 87 in 05. Uh, in, in, 30, in 34 games. Yeah. 
Man, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. So Reed Shepard in six games, it'll be thirty-four games for him. Well, let's see, twenty no, I guess five games. Can he get eleven steals in five games just to even beat Rondo's pace? I I, I agree with John. I think he's I don't know if he'll get twelve in three games, but over the course of the remainder of the season, I I think he will definitely break that record. That's crazy to think about. For as much as we've talked about this team's struggles defensively, you're going to have Reed Shepard be the all-time single-season steel leader. He's going to have to be first-team All-SEC defense, which is kind of funny. People forget Oscar Oscar was back in the day. I also wonder, too, who, who could be SEC player of the year or defensive player of the year? I mean – is there is there another obvious candidate that I'm not thinking about? Because he's also top ten in blocks and he's a guard. Right. That's pretty. Like, I mean, that's pretty crazy. He's top ten in, in blocks. Yeah. If I, I'm I'm going to double check that quickly. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, sorry, fifteenth. He's tied for fifteenth in total block shots, but he's a guard. Still so, pretty good. And I'm, I'm looking at some of the other players. Like, they're not going to give it to Jamarian Sharp. Um, probably wouldn't give it to Johnny Broom. It's probably who he's competing against. Broom, I figured, would be up there as well. Because Broom's got a bunch of rebounds a game, too. Um, uh, South Carolina, who's their lockdown defender on the on the perimeter? They've got – I mean, all their defenders are pretty good. Cooper, yeah, it's maybe? interesting. I mean, maybe in the conversation for defensive player of the year on a team that has struggled defensively, but mm-hmm. getting better. I think everybody would, would would say that they're moving in the right direction. The Mississippi State game was weird because I actually thought there was a lot of good things they did defensively, but at the end of the day, when you look at them scoring 89 points, you, you would hope that you could keep Mississippi State scoring a, a little bit not 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 as many but you also have to forget that they went nuclear there in that final minute so it kind of changes the whole outlook of the game but I do think Kentucky's moving in the right direction defensively and again when you have somebody like Shepard if you're and Callis talked about this a little bit but you, you may need to just let him play a little bit more aggressively and yeah that may mean more easy baskets or getting people a little out of position but he, he knows what he's doing, Roush. It's mm-hmm. not just like he's lucking his way into steals. He's anticipating, he's reading what defenses are, are planning on doing, and he's just got great hands too. So you maybe want to you, you want to capitalize on that a little bit. I forget the way that Cal, um, like what his exact phrasing was, where they just have some, I don't know if it was mental lapses, but there's some late game lack of awareness sometimes. Where it's like I'm totally with Reed going rogue, but maybe just don't leave the shooter with 15 seconds left. <laughs> or you, you know what I mean? Like there's there's a couple times where it's like, oh, that's a shooter, and you're kind of stuck here in no man's land for no reason. Like just stay tagged to the shooter. You know, um, if we, that that's really my only time that I don't want him going rogue. It's like you're already away from the play. We don't need you helping that much. Just don't let your guy get an open three. I agree with that. That there there needs to you can reel in the discipline every now and then and situational basketball matters and basketball IQ matters. And he's got a good basketball IQ. He, he knows right from wrong. So yeah, I agree with that. That's probably the actual game plan is let him 
be a wild stallion for 38 minutes, but when it's kind of time to buckle in, you need to good, play good team defense. And I, and I say that, but also, like, look how he ended the game the other night where he's blocking that shot at the three-point line. He gets the steal and the dunk in transition. So, like, who, 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 who am I to, to nitpick right now? Like, come on. He, he, he did it everything the other night. So, keep doing you, Reed. Keep doing you. Roush, I'm, I, I think it's just because it's March. Well, not just because it's March, but – Hopefully you get Trey Mitchell back on Saturday. Even if you don't, you, you know that you will get him back. And I'm just talking defense, talking offense. We'll, we'll get more into UK basketball discussion as the show goes on. But I'm really thinking just the, the best lineup, the best run you can have is some combination of Dillingham, Reed, Antonio. If you need to have DJ in replacing one of those people, I can understand it in a pinch. I like DJ a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then Trey and Big Z. And it's just how how would a team guard that team? They'll miss shots because that's what happens in basketball. But over the course of a long stretch, you can't defend that group. All, all five can catch and shoot. All five can even put it on the floor and do a little something. Um, you're not going to have Big Z go, you know, muscle into somebody. But again, we've seen him on the block be a little patient, let people jump, let people swipe, and then boom. If you're patient enough, there's going to be an open avenue. And then I also am not so – if you have DJ in especially, I'm not so sure that that's not your best defensive lineup. Uh, a do, you I probably – say a do for Trey. And- you probably need a do for Trey, but Trey can defend. He, he's not an amazing defender, but he's also not going to get bullied around either. He's got pride on that end of the floor. So it's big, – Big Z is not as good as a shot blocker as you gonna, but everybody's talking about how Big Z is going to be too physical of a game for him. Well, he's getting his, his butt kicked, and he's getting knocked around, but – we liked the way things looked with Big Z a heck of a lot better than they looked with Ugo. So he can hold his own. That was a big game for Big Z to go show that he can he can play a different style. It doesn't just have to be an offensive-oriented game. And he can block shots as well, and he's just getting better and better with each game. And then obviously what that backcourt can do from an offensive standpoint. You watch that last possession for UK, and – Rob wants the ball. I talked about that yesterday. Reed inbounds the ball, and he instantly wants the ball back. Uh, DJ, seemed, he, he can kind of get where he wants on the floor, but not the person necessarily we want taking that shot. And, and Antonio's coming off the perimeter, about four feet off the perimeter, which you don't necessarily think that that's the highest percentage shot. But if Antonio wants to let that bad boy rip from 26 feet, nobody's got a major issue with that either. That's, that is a nightmare scenario for an opposing defense to have to worry about all those pieces and have to guard all those pieces in a late game situation and i only mentioned four of the guys the big z was in on that final possession wasn't he or he may have not been but theoretically no, was, was, was in because i think for remember defense. he messed up the three and he should have not let hubbard get that shot off yeah so but even but even talking about that four, you could have the fifth piece be Big Z, where it's just like Kentucky's going to probably get a clean look, or they're going to get a decent look. And the best thing you can do from a defensive standpoint is probably just pray and hope that it doesn't go in. And more times than not, it will. So I, I like where things are. I'm really optimistic about this bunch. It's hopefully Roush. They're ready to provide a lot of more fun moments. And, it's, and it is a little strange how the schedule is kind of set up because. 
we all are all overlooking these next two games. We're allowed to. We're radio folk. We're fans. We can do that stuff. But if the players do, Roush, this fan base has been, I think, mostly patient. There's a miserable bunch, but that is what it is. I think this fan base has been mostly patient, but it, it would be nearly impossible to excuse away one of these next two. Not trying to speak it into existence. I don't doubt if one of these games is close or at halftime, maybe UK's down and they're kind of just sleepwalking through one of these next two. But all eyes have really turned to Tennessee in eight days, which makes for an interesting next two games. But it's Arkansas and it's Vanderbilt, and there's no reason either one of those two games should be close besides the fact this team's just a little weird and they do some weird things and they're inconsistent. But Arkansas just lost at home to Vandy. I, I don't know how we can even spin this. Uh, Battle is putting up some big points for them, which is good, I guess. He, he's somebody to keep an eye on. You look at their roster and you're like, yeah, these, this should be a pretty decent team. They're not. They've quit. They're, there's in-house fighting, maybe some in-house other stuff. It's a mess. Maybe Musbus is leaving the station after the season. Roush, just take care of business these next two games, starting with tomorrow. We overlooked Vanderbilt last year, and look what happened. They yeah, but even that was like a solid, you know, they had three scorers on that team. Like, but you're right. It's still never in a million years should you have lost to that team, especially two games in a row, which is super duper embarrassing. But yeah, well, I mean, but you're fair to bring it up because it, it wasn't long ago. What if I told you that Adutiero and Trey Mitchell had the same exact three point shooting percentage? That would be. Uh, slightly surprising. Trey obviously went mega ice cold over the last month, and but I, but I like a dude shooting open threes. I actually get mad at him when he passes them up. I think it's kind of it it hurts the offense because normally they don't get a better shot than that. You may have somebody who's a better shooter throwing up a worse shot, and some people may be okay with that. But I think this the whole juice with this offense is if you're open, Roush, you got to let it rip. So that includes a dude. But that's a fun fact. Yeah, some of it is because. Mitchell's shot a lot more. Um, like that's going to happen, but yeah, I I I'm, I like the way Adutiero is playing down the stretch. He's being very physical. Curious what version of Trey Mitchell we'll get when he returns. But now's a good time to kind of slowly reintegrate him back into the team, get this rotation set uh, before postseason play begins. Hour number two, Kentucky roll call. We still have some grab and go textures. We have not forgotten about you. We've got a lot more to get to and only an hour to do it. KRC returns after this. Get to the club in my taxi cab. Everybody's looking at me now. Like, who's that shit that over? Over. I heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush is in Indianapolis, Justin Kalen in Louisville, Kentucky. And I, TJ Walker, also in Louisville, Kentucky, for your Friday edition, one final hour of the week, first first show in March, second hour in March, and we're having a lot of fun. So text on into the show, 502-414-1450. 
Nick Roush is at the combine. In Roush, in the friends group message, we've got a combine related question. Okay, hit me. My friends are one friend asked who thinks that they could bench 225. And a couple people kind of weighed in. And I had said I could bench 225. And one guy came in and said, nobody in this group, nobody in this group message can, can bench 225. One guy came back and said, I just benched 275 five times. No big deal. And then the guy said, I forgot about you. You could do it. Nobody else could. Roush, do you think I could bench 225 at least one time? Do you – I know you Pelotron. Do you do any sort of weightlifting as well? Yes, but I haven't benched since high school, literally. Like, I haven't taken the, the bar and done that since high school. And my done and and my, yeah, I I can rip out. I could rip off probably a hundred pushups in a row. And but my dumbbells max out at thirty, so I'm not really throwing around mad weight in my in my basement. I think you could. In that case, you could probably get close to doing one. Like it, I I, I, like. I'm not saying it's a non-starter, but I think it's doable. Because you've you've at least you've got the, the the baseline is just is there. the The challenge is that first time, like when it comes down, and you're like, "Oh, this is more than I thought," <laughs> right? Like that's the 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 kind of surprise there. So if you if you warmed up just a little bit, I I think there's a I'm I'm telling you there's a chance. There's a chance. I, and there is like a there, there's obviously with anything, but there's like a strategy to benching. I, I remember being taught that stuff. All that is long vacated from my brain. I so I think that I think you're right. Like I think it'd be nice to have a little practice before my first go around. But I don't know. It's two twenty five. I'm a semi competitive person. I think I'm getting that bad boy up one time. I, I mean, at least one time. Especially my friend who he did play football, but he's lost all that football weight. If he can do 275 five times, I would be a little surprised if I couldn't do and disappointed in myself if I couldn't do 225 at least once. Scoots, your thoughts? I don't even know if I realize how much that, that is. I'm, I, I've been trying to think back the last two days for – like what I was able to bench back in the day. And I want to say I was maxed out at like 185. So I know I couldn't do it. I I don't want to speak to whether you can or not, TJ, because quite frankly, I don't want to build your head up or tear you down either way. So, Well, it's a radio show. You you should speak on that sort of stuff. Tear him down, Scoots. I'm going to – okay, here's my thing. (laughs) I'm going to – I'm going to go ahead and give you both the benefit of the doubt – that you could do it at least once only because you all have that dad strength. And that is something serious Car- carrying kids around all the time like that. That hurts your muscles. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you all the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say you at least could do it once. Thank you. Know, you, Scoots. Uh, you know what? I'd be proud of you TJ. If you could do it, I cannot do it. I uh, know I cannot. There's not a chance in France. So there, so for people at home, 225 is 245 
on each side. So yeah. the big okay. 45 ones, you got two of them on each side. You got to take it down, bring it up one time. I, I think I could do it one time. My friends don't seem to agree with me. That's okay. Anybody have a bench and some and some bells? This this would be an easy Trevor tries it to knock out. Big Blue Drew strikes me as the type that has a garage uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope he is offended by that. I don't know why. why I don't think he that? would, but because he he strikes me as the type that has like some random things to be able to do, like shooting drills and stuff out too. So he's got like a not a big gym setup, but a lot of different stuff he can pull out. So you can do some drills in the driveway. We've got a few people weighing in on this. You probably don't have the shoulder stability, but I'd set it at plus one eighty. You'd get one rep. Another texter says TJ has no shot at getting two twenty five up. <laughs> people used to not think that I would beat you in a game of one on one basketball either, Roush. Well, that's true though. No, okay. <laughs> Come on. That's the one thing I want to see play out more than anything we've ever discussed on this show. You two go one on one. There's been a couple times where it's like Roush, you want to hoop, and he'll just be like, Ah, no, no. It's been a long. It's been a long time. See, and I, I, I got that itch recently. Time. We need um need to crack into the open gym markets because I haven't. Like, it'd be nice to have a Saturday morning just like go play some ball for an hour on a Saturday morning. Get, I'll be all, yeah, it'd, it'd be awesome. I'm thinking once number two gets here, I'm not going to be doing much of anything really ever again. Well, but no, you can just put the baby, strap the baby in, and then you know get up and down the court, get some shots up on the outside. <laughs> Boom. Uh, the little one right it. now is starting to like basketball. Like he can't really reach the little goal just yet. But um, I also did the thing too, where uh, Duke, if you tell him. Like he he's like oh I can't do it I'm like yes you can and he he's like I can't make it from this far I'm like yes you can and he hit it his first try and he was like the look on his face of shock like oh I made it and I'm like do it again you can make it and then he banked in one from far again he was just like oh my gosh. I'm like see you just gotta gas him up sometimes gotta gas him up get the boys feeling good get you need to shot. be. You need to be recording these moments. It's uh, on his senior day some year. You may want to have that video on his senior day. He uh, Make for the he cute was, moment. He was a bigger basketball fan like two years ago. He, he's, he chilled on the basketball for a little bit for cars, but we're starting to rev that thing back up. So Better yet, Roush, record him and put him on his huddle. I mean, it's never too early to start, right? <laughs> There's some kid that uh, – I forgot what it was, but there was a middle schooler who had, like, in Louisville with a highlight reel with, like, 250,000 views. Middle school football kid. Yeah. Well, you know, Mark Stoops, you hear about these all the time, about, like, the, the fun little, like, family or legacy offers to the kid. Brom's gonna probably be offering Duke here in no time. So... And it may be hard for you to not commit. I mean, you may have to commit on the spot as like a five-year-old, as a four-year-old at that point. Getting an offer from Bear Brom? You kidding me? If it's, I tried to explain to my wife that nickname, and she didn't get it. Well, there's not really so much to get. I know, but she's just like, well, why is that supposed to be funny? And I'm like, yeah. I, okay, whatever. I, I guess I've just lost this one. <laughs> 
Another grab-and-go texter, 502-414-1450, says those restaurants are now known as fast casual. Yeah, that, that checks out. Mm, okay. That's a that's a that's good – Okay. Fast casual is a good label for them. Good point, texter. Is, is Panera a fast casual or is that still fast food? I would say fast casual. People do okay. go there for lunch. You'll see people there working. But it's, some of them have drive through Some of them are, are speedy. Sometimes that's a that's an easy work spot for me. Um, oh. You know, just load up on coffee, and I'll see people like meeting with financial advisors and stuff there, and also kids just messing around. Love that they have to put warnings on there, like too much caffeine can kill you. <laughs> oh, on their lemonade. Yeah, because the because the lemonade started killing a bunch of people. Yeah, because it has like a hundred grams of sugar in it. Like, oh. Shockingly, this is bad for you. You don't see Jay Billis trying to ban that. You don't like it? I don't care. That's your opinion. Another texter says, Bowman Field Liquor has a drive-thru and doesn't want you hanging out consuming their product. Does any liquor store want you hanging out consuming their product? Some of them do. The Rock. On Rockford Lane, shout out. They got a bar inside. It's a bar <laughs> slash liquor store. But you can always serve beer at the bar. That Bowman Field liquor store has sold like multiple lottery winners. I don't know if any of them are in the last like 15 years now, but in the stretch in like the late 90s and early 2000s, they had had like several different lottery winners sold at that location. Well, that means they're due and we need to start leaving the station and going and getting our lottery tickets from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Has anybody been keeping up with the, the numbers to see if we've been winning? I think we've won and somebody's just kept the money. I, I checked. No, the numbers on the board are still really big this week. So I won $2 on one of my tickets this week. hey Yeah, but we, one of us could have won like a million and we're supposed to be splitting that. Like the two, the four, the six, the ten, you know, that just goes back into the pot. But if somebody wins real big, we're supposed to let everybody know. Well, it I wasn't can see, me. Do, if Dugan starts driving a nice new car, I'm going to be a little suspicious. Another texter says, fast food is any restaurant that serves its food wrapped in paper or served on plastic plates. Oh, that's interesting. Huh, okay. Because, yeah, that would take out Panera. Huh. That's an interesting way to put it. I like the fast casual label. Yeah. My, yeah. my mom's also telling me that that – liquor store doesn't sell lottery tickets anymore that would be wild to do that to not to have that resume of lottery ticket winners and to not be continuing to sell lottery tickets i think the stores get a little kickback that means she's been a that means she's a frequent customer of bowman liquors i wouldn't doubt it (laughs) i wouldn't doubt it we used to live around over there so uh I, i know exactly which store that i mean obviously i do i'm talking about it 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Adam texts into the show. He says, fast casual is how I define both Fazoli's and Salsaritas. Okay. Fair enough. Fast casual is, you know what, that's how I would define scoots. 
Walmart girl did the same. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey ho! Not sure if you all talked about it, but the John Wall podcast with Demarcus Cousins was a great listen. I have that written down for today. Did you all listen? To- well, Scoots, I know the answer to this one for you. <laughs> and Roush, honestly, I know the answer of it for you. Roush, you didn't listen to it, but did you see at least the highlights? I, I did. I did. Um, the 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 prank was a sick joke, though. Let's be real. Like that that was a sick joke. So. Wall and Cousins, they, they decided they were going to attend the same school together. They became friends during the high school circuit, and uh, they were going to go to the same school together. And I think for those of us who were around, we remember Cousins committing. It went, I think it went Bledsoe first and then Cousins, and there was a little bit of a wait before Wall announced. And Wall said he messed with Boogie by telling him he was going to go to Duke before he made his announcement, which just like – Oh, that, that that's cruel and unusual punishment. That's a step too far in my my book. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, it, it was cool. Gosh, it made me feel a little old. It was cool hearing them talk and reminisce about that their time together that year at UK, him playing the Duke prank on them, which, thank goodness gracious, John Wall didn't go to Duke. But they talked about the – the infamous West Virginia game. That was funny. Did you see DeMarcus Cousins on that? I did not, no. He said they were playing a 1-3-1 zone. They had Joe effing Missoula on me. I was supposed to have 40 that game, and you all wouldn't stop shooting threes. <laughs> and then they talked about how that like loss still kills them and all that stuff. But John Wall was crying after the game. And Cousins was telling, why are you crying? And Wall was surprised to see DeMarcus, like, say that to him. We just lost. What are you talking? Like, that's why I'm crying. And DeMarcus had to remind him, you're about to be the number one pick in the draft. You don't need to be crying. Hmm. But they were, but Wall was just really, uh, really sad about the loss, understandably so. They told the story about the John Wall dance. Did you see that, Roush? Uh, I've, I've heard this story before though, um, where cousins was supposed to initially do it, but he just not, not a big fan of the Heights and Cal like chewed out boogie and was like, none of your silly crap. You you were being professional during these intros. And then John wall just goes out there and does like the most silly, complicated dance of all time. Uh, which is, which is hilarious. Oh, man. That's yeah, and, and he was scared of being up there on that platform. I, I worked in the student SAC, um, not the student SAC pack. It was like the Student Activities Council. And I've talked about this over the years on Big Exports Radio, but it doesn't exist anymore if I, unless they've brought it back. But I think it, it ceased to exist while I was in college and it never came back, but maybe they've got something similar. But basically it was just like student participation for sporting events and, you know, we want the, the student section to do this cheer, and then they do that cheer, and everybody will wear this, and then we'll pass out that. And for that Big Blue Madness, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins' first year, you would have thought they had, like, secret service at the door. We went and helped set up for, like, the student section and put out posters or towels or whatever they gave fans that day. And I'm not kidding you, Roush. They literally were like, hey, give us your cell phones before you go hand out these posters we don't want people to see the setup of big blue madness before tomorrow and a lot of people were like well no 
you're not taking our cell phones, but we're not going to take any pictures. We won't tell anybody. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even all that elaborate. I mean, it was a cool setup. They had the crane thing and stuff like that, but they, they were so over the top about it back when big blue madness was a proper event. But in all seriousness, now they basically just kind of do the same version of that, just slightly tweaked to a certain degree. And that's why people are kind of sick of it. But man, that first Big Blue Madness, that first to do, it was it was the event. That was a big no, deal. It, it was a very big deal. I will say the one part that kind of made me sad with that interview is it's like, man, John Wall and Marcus Cousins are at the podcasting portion of their careers. And that's... Uh, yeah you know yeah 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 not 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 ideal but it was nice seeing them catch up and they provided a really really fun season important piece of uk basketball history those two here's the so i've i've always thought that you know a lot of those nba guys they just become nba guys it feels like those two could really carve out like how because they were of the first group, like there's some, they could be a part of the Kentucky media landscape and and in what form or fashion, I don't know, but I I think it would just make people so happy if they were some, if somehow they were featured regularly with Kentucky fans. I I, I don't know what it is because I mean, you know, they've made more money than God, right? Like DeMarcus is still cashing checks playing for the drunk pandas or whatever the hell they are. But it was beer jaguars, excuse me. Um, but I, I think there's something for them. I just, I just don't know what they would be up for, what, what have you. But I, I would love to see them be around more often. Trying to get them to take our jobs. Yeah, I do wonder how much college basketball they just consume. But I mean, just. They could share stories from that one year and always have an audience probably. Because, like, you know, no offense to Cameron Mills, but, like, how much more fun would it be if you just – even if it wasn't every game, but, like, a couple times a month they just did the pregame show. Not with Buzz, just them two. I mean, it would, the dump button. It'd be hilarious, but, again, I would think Buzz and Cam and those guys may know a little bit more about, like, the current team and – but Wall's been to several, you know, he, he, he was around, so he was in the locker room a little bit. I think they watch Kentucky. I don't think they necessarily watch college basketball in general, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I would, I would love to see them a part of the program in some form or fashion, just like have, have them around. Get them on the show, Scoots. They can be on this program. I, I'm sitting here thinking right now. I'd rather have anybody than Cameron Mills. So yeah, sign sign me up. Wow, Scoots, you, you got beef with Cameron Mills? Oh, no, I always I forget, know, I always no forget that Scoots hates Cameron Mills. I, I, I don't hate's a strong word. My dad taught me growing up that hates a strong word and you shouldn't use it. So I don't hate Cameron Mills, but man, I think some of his takes are very dweeby. Where was your dad's important life lessons when you were peeing in your sister's toothbrush cup? Oh, I was a rebel. He was out of sight, out of mind. I think you missed the lesson that day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cameron Mills gets brought up on this show like twice a year. And every time Scooch is like, yeah, not, not, a, not a Cameron Mills guy. Although he, so he does the pregame 
right? Before in the, on the radio broadcasts? Correct. Okay, so mm-hmm. I think he does an okay job with that. But the second we get him as the color analyst on a game, oh, it's rough. I mean, can you just imagine Wall and Cousins on a college show? Right? Like, oh, that'd be so, that would be really good. Instead of Leach, you have John Wall and Cousins with Cal. And, like, them calling Cal. Because, like, who's on a Cal? Nobody calls Cal on his bull crap. But you bet those two would, you know? I'm just saying, like, the questions would be hilarious, too. Just like, so you, you were letting Dillingham cook out there, weren't you? And then once Cal would go, you know one of them would cut him off and be, you never let me do that. Or they, they, they'd, have, they'd have some fun with it. I'm all for that, Roush. It's one of your better ideas. Let's do it. Let's, yeah. it- Let's go to the Thornton's text line for the podcast listeners. We've we've reached our quota of the grab and goes 502-414-1450. You text it on in. We'll do our best to try to read it on air. Scoots did a good job sending them over yesterday after the show. A texter says, uh, okay, we're, we're right there. There should be... There should be a way at this point in time, 2024, to do a radio show and not have someone pounding so hard on a keyboard as if they're trying to push the buttons through the Earth's surface to China. Whoever that is, you better knock it off or I'll climb through the radio and give you a good old-fashioned what for. (laughs) I've never heard of a good old-fashioned what for. I don't want to find out what a good old-fashioned what for is. (laughs) We're sorry. Uh, does that not mean anything to anybody anymore? A good old fashioned apology? What the hell? In all fairness, you've done a heck of a lot better job today. Sometimes you just think you've hit the mute button and you haven't, you know? Yeah. 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 We think we may have a permanent solution to that, but mostly it's just I got to remember to hit the mute button. Another texter says, mute your mic, TJ. Jesus. I, th- I said sorry already. Jeez, Louise. Take the apology. <laughs> I think the starting lineup becomes much more less of an issue if you swap Mitchell in for a do more scoring pop, but you give up some probably a little bit of defense and you do also give up some rebounding, some toughness, some physicality, which Mitchell isn't a huge step back from a do in that area, but a is best on the team in those categories. Yeah. Um, I think the texture makes a good point where, especially from a spacing perspective, because one thing that has impressed me with the do is even though teams, I don't want to say that they, they don't completely respect his three point shot, but you know, they play off him and he still is able to drive it right at him um, and get to the rim. There was multiple shots uh, in that game at Mississippi state where you're just like, how I, I, he went through contact, probably got fouled and was strong enough to finish through it. And you're just like, what? So, uh, and and you know what the the other thing too. I don't know if you saw the stat, TJ, but um, Bart Torvik, you can you you can basically go back like the last five games or whatever to measure efficiency stats. And uh, since Valentine's Day, Kentucky's forty first in defensive efficiency, number six overall. And I do think it do has a, a lot to do with it. So. Um, to the texter's point, it, I think it goes to the uh, – it's like the, how much do you want to give up offensively to play better defense, right? Like that's that's where I think a lot of that is. And it'll be nice to have all those options. You also not having – putting Trey in and taking a do out, which I, I said earlier in the show, I, I think 
once you have that lineup offensively, it just is impossible to guard. But Adu's a better rim runner, too. And mm-hmm. UK's getting better at those. Goodness gracious, it was a struggle for most of the season on lob plays, but they are starting to get better, and it's usually Adu on the receiving end of them. He can go up and get pretty much any of them. So that you can't really go wrong, in my opinion, but when you see Trey out there, at least from an offensive standpoint, that's about as good as I think it's ever been with players wearing a Kentucky jersey playing offense. Yeah. It's, really in uh, any sport. I don't know how you judge the rifle offense or something like that, but this is the most potent UK athletics offense of all time. Ooh, I don't – yeah, but the rifles, they're really good at rifling. I mean, they may get like some rapid fire and get real hot with the rifles potentially. Maybe there's been – a softball team that just would hit like dinger after dinger, but would give up a ton of runs. I, I don't know, but even the air raid football offenses, Roush, this UK basketball offense, when you have when when you want to do your death lineup or nuclear lineup or whatever you want to call it, it's as good as it gets, and it's probably as good as it's ever going to get. Well, did you see the uh, the the stat from Wildcat's tongue? It's a great Twitter account. I think uh, the the show. Probably did, probably did, but which which one? It was the one that um, since the adoption of the three point line, there have been five Kentucky teams whose top three shooters combined for forty percent plus from three. The previous four all made it to the final four, and this one is the best of the best with Reed, Rob, and Reeves combining to shoot forty six and a half percent from three point land. Pretty crazy. The next highest was 96 with I mean, that, Baltimore Party Delkin Epps. Let's take advantage of this, correct? Yes. Please. Please do. It's a good group. It's a lot of firepower. Make sure it all works. I don't really care what seed line it's coming out of, but got to make it work. Yep, got to make it work. Um, gentlemen, uh, Devin Leary is going to talk in 10 minutes, so maybe we do a couple more and then hit a break. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, Texter on. See what he's up to. Yeah, uh, what do you what do you think is like best case scenario for Devin Leary moving forward? Not not to be mean, I, I just cannot see him as somebody that is playing meaningful minutes in the NFL. Which I feel like anytime an analyst says that, and I'm not an analyst, that that almost guarantees that they will do that thing. But I, if you can't throw over the line in the SEC, they don't get any smaller in the NFL. Leary's problem, man, is he's he's great in all of the drill work and stuff as far as just, like, throwing the football. It's when you get into the multiple reads and decision-making in-game. That's that's where it's been a struggle. So, uh, ultimately, he's probably going to be a undrafted guy who's in a training camp competing to be a backup. Um, but you know what? Like, who was the guy that played for Rodgers this year? Who was terrible? Zach Wilson. No, he, Wilson was drafted high. There was a dude who sucked at UConn and then transferred to EKU, and he wasn't even Tim Boyle. Like his college stats are some of the worst you've ever seen in your whole entire life, and yet he played in the NFL this year. So some of it is kind of a crapshoot. Um, but I, I could see Leary hanging around. Probably he's probably going to be undrafted though, um, and on a. At a training camp somewhere this year. 
I'll, I'll wish him the best, but yeah, I, I, I feel similar to you. I texted no, her. No, I, I, it, it wasn't a complete failure. Um, did you know that he has the same agent as Jamin Dumas Johnson? I, so, I did not know that. that, that I did not know that at all, actually. I, I just found that out recently as well. That's, um, you know. What, what, do we do, what do we do with that? Well, that just means that Kentucky treated Leary correctly. So the agent was like, oh, that means you're going to treat this guy correctly too. He should come to Kentucky. Everybody always gets treated well at ShadyRays.com. Isn't that right, Scoots? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, come on. Come on. Speaking of, yeah, I need to go there. I, I need a couple more pairs. I mean, I've got Scoots, the, I, I've got the Shady Rays itch. I'll, I'll just be I'll be straightforward with you. If I throw it to you and I don't hear a come on, I'm just going to be a little disappointed. That's in <laughs> – that's that's a in Well, that that time it was it was on me. I was kind of freaking out. I couldn't find my unmute button, and I just yeah, I just I freaked out. My bad. Come on, come on <laughs> to shadyrays.com for forty percent off with the promo code Big X. The best polarized sunglasses in all the planet. You'll love them. They'll look stylish on your face. You won't be disappointed. Roush, do you want to make a prediction before you go? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna predict the line. Kentucky minus 14 and a half. Huge, huge spread. It's big number. Um, I think Kentucky is up by like 30 with 10 minutes to go and then, you know, gives up a little bit there at the end. Um, ultimately wins 90 to 75. So it's like right on that line, right on the number. Just yeah. any anything besides whatever the hell these two teams played in Fayetteville. God, that was gross. It was a gross basketball game. It was ugly. It was gross. And I think Kentucky's style and tempo will win out, and I, and I think they will be able to speed up Arkansas. So I think it, it should at least be an entertaining game, Roush, and I, I think you're probably right all over it with the spread, with the total probably as well. Well, I think you had a 166. With that, uh, yes, 90 to 75 or 165. So, okay. Well, enjoy Indianapolis. Tell Adam Luckett hello for us. Tell Devin Leary and Ray Davis hello for us. And we'll see you on Monday. Godspeed, gentlemen. Go Cats. That's Nick Roush. This is Kentucky Roll Call with Justin Kalen and TJ Walker. We're going to take our last break. One final segment coming up. More text on the Thornton's text line to read. And then Scoots and myself will give our UK Arkansas picks and predictions and some sports gambling selections as well as the show continues after this Kentucky roll call on big export. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on your Friday weekend edition of KRC only Two more regular season Saturday games for the Cats. Tomorrow, the last one at Rupp Arena. The next home Saturday game at Rupp Arena won't be probably till December. Normally, in, maybe in November, not impossible, but normally they don't do them. They'll do Fridays, Sundays, or Mondays. 
we normally don't do Saturdays until until December. So going to be a long time. Should be another good atmosphere. Rupp Arena's had a really good year. I'm glad Mark's story of the Lexington Herald leader wrote that story on UK's crowd because it has been good atmospheres, the games that I've been to and even the games that I've watched on TV. We've got one final segment to talk about the Cats and the Hogs. We'll do that. We'll get to the Thornton Stacks line. Scoots, what's what's on your mind today? If, if you had a Scoots segment, what would it be? Uh, I mean I- – I don't, I'm just ready for the weekend, TJ. I'm, I'm ready to sleep in tomorrow. That's I got a lot of sleep last night, as I brought up at the beginning of the show, but even as I was driving here to the station today, I was thinking, man, I cannot wait until tomorrow until I'm probably going to get the same amount of sleep, but just sleeping till 8.30, 9 o'clock on a Saturday, nothing better. And it is the first Saturday of the month, so I know tomorrow is going to be uh, tornado siren day. That's always fun. Strike of noon every first Saturday of the month. We get the loud tornado siren. It's always it's always a good time, something to look forward to. But I've also got my best buddy's uh, daughter's birthday tomorrow. She turns one. So yeah, just I'm just looking forward to the weekend. It's it's hard to not do that on Friday. You, you want to give it all to your uh, obligations on Friday, but it's t- it makes it tough when all you can think about is Saturday. You know. Well, you don't want to wish the weekend away, Scoots. Be careful. Yeah, no, I'm not wishing the weekend away. I'm wishing the Friday away, which that's a dangerous way to live, too, because so, Friday, Fridays are awesome. Friday's a pretty big part of the weekend equation, if you ask me. There's only – weekend only has so many layers to it. You're peeling you're peeling away a pretty significant one. Yeah, no. I, some, some people say Friday night is the, the best night. Uh, Friday night – this Friday night specifically for me is going to be awesome. Uh, the sectional semifinals, which I also brought up earlier, it's going to be just two phenomenal games. I'm only on the call for the second one, but I'm going to go early tonight. I'm going to check out that first game as well. So really looking forward to that. And maybe it's kind of weird for me because I don't know if my season is going to be over or not with this radio state or with the radio station that I'll be calling the game for. Because if our team loses tonight, then we're done for the season. If they win, I'll be on the call for a sectional championship tomorrow. So I'm really hoping they're able to pull it out because I'd love to do another game tomorrow night. And then that would just make my weekend fantastic. It'd, it'd be a long Saturday, but it'd be a fun Saturday. Are you rooting for them to win? Absolutely, yes. Well, I, I really just – I'm rooting for a good game tonight. Ideally, they win, but it was the team they're playing tonight, they won 65-64 earlier this season so I know it's going to be a tight game and the team they're playing is the team that is hosting so it's going to be a tough night all right well be sure to forget to ask you about how it went on Monday yeah please don't (laughs) I'm excited you're excited about the Saturday though Mm -hmm. it is nice to have something to look forward to I've got a jam-packed Saturday I've got some out-of-town friends that are coming in for the game there is a small but probably unlikely chance I may try to meet them in Lexington tonight, but again, going to be tough to pull. But should have most of the day with them tomorrow. Are you going, going to, the, to Cats, the game? Going to the Cats game. Nice. And But unfortunately, I well, not unfortunately because I'm excited about this too, but it'd be fun just to have a full day in Lexington. They're always great when you get full days in Lexington. But have uh, church trivia which is like a big to-do. They've got the picnics in the summer, and then they do trivias and fish fries in the winter and in the spring, but it's always fun. I love trivia. I'm not great at it, but I enjoy it. 
And then it's, it's kind of more of like a party social event as much as it is trivia. So I got a pretty jam-packed Saturday myself, Scooty. There's a uh, restaurant probably a quarter of a mile from my house. They, they do trivia on Thursdays, but I always forget about it until I see one of my friends on Facebook post, trivia, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, damn it. One of these Thursdays, I'm going to remember they have trivia, and I'm going to pop in and, and just win that beast. Uh, invite Roush and myself. We'll, we'll join you. Nah, you'd have to come to the good side of the river, which I don't see that happening. Oh, the old stinky side of the river? Actually, Roush is on the good side of the river right now. So, Wow, he is on the stinky side of the river. <laughs> A texter says on the Thornton Stex line, 502-414-1450, absolutely hilarious to hear Scoots go from confidently and accurately correcting TJ on the math for a 64-year-old leap year birthday count to moments later thinking they occur every seven years. LMAO, <laughs> he is a national treasure. Still, I still have no explanation for that yesterday. It was that was interesting. Did you bring that up to Gil? I did not. No. <laughs> did you hang out with Gil last night? Yeah, we watched Survivor together. Yeah. What did Gil think of Janowski? Oh, he was he hated the guy even more than I did. Because I mean, I don't know that guy. Just you can't come on Survivor and say I'm gonna be a legend and then get voted out first. You just can't do that. He'll be back. No shot. They'll have no. He'll, they'll they'll do like another season down the road where he'll be back, and it'll be like I never got to cast a vote on my season. He won't be back. I promise. I made some crucial mistakes in the first twenty four hours. I mean, he just gave up on everything. They're not going to bring ga- back a guy who just didn't even try. He was such also, a character, though. Also, He's such a character. I guarantee you, he will play another season of Survivor or be on one of CBS's plethora of reality shows also i'm not trying to spoil it if you haven't watched it but why in the hell pretty pretty well spoiled at this point why in the hell on that water challenge aren't they finding something to plug those holes like find a small pebble or stick a leaf in something to stop that water from coming out when you're going up the beach you know that's a that's a fair point. Maybe they couldn't. Maybe and they didn't. Like, can't, they like, maybe they said you can't alter the bucket. They weren't like holding it against their body either to block those holes. They were trying to do it with their fingers, but just throw that thing up against your belly and plug plug the rest of the holes call today. There were a couple times they were just holding a bucket with holes in it very normally as the bucket just emptied out yeah. all around them. Yeah, I not 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 the best, but uh we'll see. We'll see how this season goes. A texter on the Thornton's text line, Kirby says, you know the cats are finding momentum when hit pieces start coming back out. Shouldn't, or shout out to CBS Sports for talking about how bad Cal is after three of the biggest wins of the season. Scoots, I must have missed this. Did you see this? No. No, I didn't. Not familiar. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't know if, uh, if there was something new. Okay, here it is. Let's see. Here, I gotta. I'm, I'm so scared to type and not be <laughs> muted. I'm gonna have everybody you sh- cry. You should be. <laughs> okay. Kentucky is winning despite John Calipari holding back Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham, his best two players. Oh okay, my so gosh! That, what? I mean, I regret even like. Google searching this just to find what I Googled was CBS sports Calipari. 
just to see like what it was. I haven't read it, so I probably shouldn't comment on it, but it's nice that Kentucky's winning despite Cal holding back these guys. Yeah. God forbid. Reed Shepard put up 32 points. Imagine what he could have scored if Cal didn't hold him back. Would have been incredible. He could have put up 50. Oh, Reed Shepard, just the guy who was mostly a four-star for his the majority of his high school career that Kentucky brought in was an afterthought in this recruiting class by the experts, but now he's top five on draft boards, but old John Calipari's holding him back. <laughs> what an absolute load of horse crap. Kyle Boone, you're a goober. You're a hack. You're right up there with the rest of college basketball national media. So you fit right in. Congrats to you. But how can you talk about a player that was nowhere near 2024, 2025, or 2026 mock draft boards, but now you look at him and you may find that player as high as number five for this year's mock draft, but he's being held back? He's being held back? That's because I just can't like there are just so many dumb people that have a platform that can just say terribly idiotic things. And some people are probably saying, Well, that's you sometimes. Well, it probably is sometimes. Well, I mean But at least when not talking when it's t- talking college basketball, at least I don't come off as a clown. From an outside perspective, that's an easy take to have, right? Because you you tune into Kentucky and it's like, whoa, Dillingham and Reed aren't starting. So, I mean, I guess it's easy to have that take that they're being held back if you look at it just from the perspective of they're not starting, but they're coming in three, four minutes into the game at most. Like, it's it's fine, okay? It's fine. Only two players are averaging more minutes per game than Reed Shepard, and one is Trey Mitchell, who was literally the only front court player for a good chunk of this season. So those numbers are totally skewed because he was the only front court player. The other player that's averaging more minutes per game than Reed Shepard is Antonio Reeves, who is having an All-American-like season. DJ Wagner averages more minutes than Dillingham. That is worth having a conversation about. But holding them back? It is such a like UK fans have to deal with these bogus articles all the time. But the thing that's been different the last few years is all the noise from inside the program. Back in the day, like 10 years ago, you'd have every single UK media member just crushing this article. And granted, I didn't even see this. So maybe they, if they, if I hadn't seen it, maybe they haven't seen it. I haven't seen a lot of people picking up on this. But what a, what a load of crap. I mean, what a terror! Like I, again, I haven't read the article. Maybe they bring up some good points against LSU on February twenty-first. Shepard and Dillingham didn't see their first action until the thirteen-thirteen mark of that game. <laughs> Kentucky lost seventy-five seventy-four. Wasn't Kentucky up during that that start? Wasn't that the topic of conversation that like things actually went south once they once they went into the game? So not only just a terrible article, but borderline intentionally disingenuous, skewing numbers to have fun with it. Not 
were uh, here's uh, here's notably star freshman Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham were not and have not been on the first unit to start games. Calipari waited until the seventeen twenty mark to sub the two in. <laughs> so exactly did, what I just said. When did Rick Bozich get a Ghost Rider account? <laughs> what a horrible article. I was thinking yesterday, Scoots, people have totally missed the mark with this Reed Shepard, Dillingham starting playing conversation. They play a ton. I I just told you, there's only two players. There's only one guard that, that plays more than Reed Shepard. And then the Dillingham thing, he, he should get more minutes. I think he's been getting more minutes. He has been a liability defensively. It's not always so easy to just say you need to play him more because he he does give up a lot defensively from time to time. Mm -hmm. It happens. Let let me look at his game log here and see what his minutes have been as of late. Like 16 minutes against Mississippi State, I I think there needs to be more. Um but he had three fouls. He gets in foul trouble, too. That's another thing that Kyle Boone doesn't mention at any point in his article. Yeah, so he's only played over 20 minutes twice in the last six. Really? And and, and I disagree with that. I, I think that, that that number needs to go up for Dillingham. But there's more to the story. Um, turnovers have been an issue in some of those games. Foul trouble. All of those games, he had at least two fouls with the exception of one. And four fouls or three fouls, totally not uncommon for Dillingham. But I, I but I do agree it should be more minutes than what he's getting. But it's totally disingenuous to not bring up some of his issues from a defensive standpoint. But that's the stuff UK fans will deal with. Just articles like this. But that's how you know it's March. And that's exciting. And I'm glad Kentucky's winning despite despite, what's the wording, holding back, despite two great players being held back. <laughs> if he would have just done Dillingham, I think you could make, like, you could, disagree, you could disagree with it, but yeah, it, it would have, you just can't make a case that he's holding back Reed Shepard right now. Just can't. So when you lump them in together, you got no chance with that article. What a bozo. 502-414-1450 the Thornton sex line. A texter says, thanks for bringing that up, Kirby. Be nice to Scoots. U of L hasn't won a title since 1986. Boom roasted. Yeah, suck it, Carts. Really digging Roush's NPR voice. <laughs> Roush loves NPR, so it probably came pretty naturally to him. That being said, he was he was yeah he was soft. He wasn't a big yeah. room. He, he was kind of scared to speak out. Yeah, which is totally unlike Roush. He's very loud and boisterous. So. You got you got to be true to oneself, Roush. Scoot said sexual sectional semifinals, and I definitely heard sexual semifinals. I think I accidentally just said sexual semifinals when setting your when saying your text message. So, yeah, uh, I, I can I can relate to that. I gotta go for the first round of sectionals. Or, yeah, you get the joke. <laughs> TJ has a nice little Saturday scoop, some wallpaper at Home Depot, maybe try Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know if I have time for it. Stay thirsty, Scoots. <laughs> we may hit up the Olive Garden. Great scene. <laughs> Shout out to old school. Scoots, please tell me you've seen old school. I've seen old school, yeah. You're my okay. boy, Blue. 
Maybe maybe get that on the Gill and Scoots watch list. Uh, it's not a great movie. I don't I don't I don't want to really go back and watch it. Whoa, it is I a mean, great movie. You're wrong about that. Didn't we all just watch that movie for one reason when we were younger? No. No, it was a hilarious movie. I mean, it's got an amazing cast of people. It's a it's a hilarious movie, Scoots. Go, when's the last time you watched it? Probably when you cared about that movie for yeah. for the for your reasons? Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the internet exists. You don't need to watch it for that reason anymore. And it's hilarious. I just I still don't remember it being a good movie overall. Well, that, again, I you and Gil, something to check out. And then you can say, you know what? I, re- I went back and rewatched it, and I was totally right. Like, it was a bad movie. I was right off the get-go. Or you can come back and say, I've grown. That is a funny comedy. I'm glad I got to watch it again. Maybe I'll check it out. Are you going to get to check out the Caps with your busy Saturday tomorrow? Uh, what time they play? One thirty. Uh, yeah, I'll get to watch majority of it. So, yeah, I'll be I'll be tuned in. Well, tell me a few things about it. What's the line going to be? Who's the MVP? I think Roush was. Score? I think Roush was pretty spot on with his fourteen and a half. I'm going to bump it down a little bit, though. I'm going to go down to twelve and a half on that line. Um, I, I do think Kentucky ends up getting it done, much like everybody in in BBN. This this should not be a tough game at all. I think the Cats will be a little lower scoring than they have been the past couple of weeks. I'm going to go somewhere in the ballpark, maybe 86 to 68, somewhere somewhere in there. So I do think they will cover the spread, and your MVP is going to be Big Z. And you, you said you agreed with Roush on the spread, like 13, 14? I, my, I think it's going to be 12 and a half, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the 12 ballpark. And a half. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. I think the spread. I agree with Roush on the spread, probably more so than you. I think it'll be closer to that like 14, 14 and a half number. And DJ Wagner game for me. I, I don't think he leads UK in points. I don't think he's UK's necessarily best player, but I, I, I'm guessing he has something like 16, 18 points, uh, maybe hits a three or two, but does more of his getting in the lane that DJ Wagner starts to get going. I think he's starting to get going, actually, based on the game earlier this week. But I think he has a nice game. I just feel like it's going to be somebody kind of weird. I don't think it's going to be your usual suspects tomorrow. And I think DJ Wagner would fit that mold as one of your non-usual suspects. But I still think, you know, Antonio Reeves will do his scoring thing. Between Dillingham and Shepard, they'll provide some fun moments. I'm going to be on Reed Shepard's steel watch. I'm going to be just watching that dude on defense, seeing him watch the way that he watches the game and seeing him jump lanes and, and steal and see if he can get some points on the other end. It's been a really fun week. Can't thank you all enough for texting in. The numbers for this week have the the Wednesday show numbers after Tuesday's wins were amazing. So thank you all for listening. We'll be to the doing the KRC Dash Clips post game show on Saturday. I'll probably be driving back from Lexington for that one. So keep me company on that and we'll talk to you then. Scoots, I hope you have a great weekend. The Saturday lives up to the hype. You too, and buddy. once more, thank you all for listening. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Go Cats. We'll see you on Monday. Everybody just have a good time. Party rock is in the house.